Welcome to the Rebuilding My Inner Abbey webcast, the webcast where we rebuild the inner abbey of your heart so you have a sacred place to meet Jesus. I'm Jeff Arrowwood, founder of the online spirituality program called From the Abbey, and this is a spiritual spot check, reflecting on the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Welcome to My Inner Abbey, the podcast that offers practical strategies for Catholic spiritual growth. Are you ready to unlock your heart and rebuild your spiritual life? Then join host Jeff Arrowwood as he offers practical ways for you to restore your inner abbey. The My Inner Abbey webcast starts now. We're in the public courtyard this month doing some thinking about what mission God has called us to. Remember that your mission is the way that God has called and equipped you to serve the kingdom of God. as priest, prophet, and king. In this spot check, we're going to take a close look at discerning the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit and how they are working in your life. Now remember, our goal isn't necessarily to come to a rock-solid decision about how God has equipped and called you. Our goal in this spiritual project is just to think and to pray about it more deeply and to open ourselves to God's will. In addition to the natural talents that God created us with, The Holy Spirit also equips us with spiritual gifts. And these gifts are the most exciting because they are actually a direct cooperation between you and the Holy Spirit to do the work of the kingdom of God. Through the spiritual gifts, the Holy Spirit works through you to perform the mission of Jesus in the world. There are two main categories of spiritual gifts that we need to think about. The first are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the second are the charismatic graces. Now, there are three general categories for the activity of grace in our souls. Sanctifying grace directly gives us an intimate relationship with God. So when you were baptized, the three members of the Holy Trinity united themselves to your soul through sanctifying grace. And ever since then, the Holy Spirit has been helping you to build that relationship. Then during confirmation, there were specific graces offered by the Holy Spirit called the gifts of the Holy Spirit that were activated in a special way. The gifts of the Holy Spirit fall under the category of actual grace. Actual grace helps us to perform actions that build our relationship with God. And then finally, the third category of grace is charismatic grace. And charismatic grace helps us to perform acts of service that cooperate with the Holy Spirit for the good of the kingdom of God. As we discern our mission, our main focus is on the charismatic graces. But again, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are primarily expressions of actual grace. But as we'll see, they can also sometimes work as charismatic graces. So that's why we want to reflect on them and see how they're acting in our lives. Four of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and counsel, help you to know God more deeply. In other words, they help you to grow in intimacy with God. Three of the gifts, fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord, help you to participate in the divine life. They help you to make choices to participate in God's goodness, and they help you to act in ways that draw you closer to God. So let's take a look at each of these. First, we have the gift of knowledge. The gift of knowledge is the gift where the Holy Spirit helps us to understand the created world and to judge created things so that we can use them according to their purpose that God created them for 
and also to use them for our Christian perfection. The gift of understanding is deeper insight into divinely revealed truths. You may have experienced this gift even without knowing it. For example, at a Bible study, when something that you read thousands of times before that never really meant much to you or that had never made much sense suddenly becomes active and you say, ah, now I get it. Now, yes, a part of that is natural human learning and development. But part of that is the Holy Spirit giving us the deeper insight and to help us to use the divine truth to deepen our relationship with God. Next, we have wisdom. Wisdom is probably one of the most precious of the gifts, according to many spiritual writers and according to the Bible, too. Wisdom is the ability to think with the mind of God. In other words, wisdom is divine intimacy. The way that St. Thomas Aquinas describes wisdom is, It's the ability to judge all of creation, not just the physical world, but the whole universe from the eternal perspective. Now, you may know some people who you consider very wise, and that may again be natural, or it may be supernatural wisdom, where they just seem to have the voice of God. They say something, and it just puts things into perspective for you. It makes things click. Or you may have had an experience sometime yourself, maybe when you were trying to help somebody and you were counseling them or coaching them along, and suddenly you said something and you don't know where it came from. God gave you the words and it just made things fall into place for that person. That could be an example of the gift of wisdom. Then finally, we have counsel. A lot of people say counsel is just like forming your conscience, but there's a little bit more to it than that. What counsel really does for us is it shows us the beauty and the wisdom of God's moral law, of the order that he placed in human nature and his plan for human beings. So it goes beyond just forming our conscience so that we know what's right and wrong. It gives us a love for God's law. Okay, so those are the four gifts of the Holy Spirit that help us to know God better and to participate in his truth and to grow in intimacy with God. The other three gifts of the Holy Spirit help us to commit ourselves to God so that we can love him more completely and to actually participate in the divine life by choosing God's goodness. They therefore help us to act in ways that draw us closer to God. These three gifts again are fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord. Let's take a look at each of these. First of all, we have the gift of piety. Piety is filial affection for God. Filial means the affection that a child would have for his or her parent. What does piety look like in real terms? It looks like going through the motions and following the rules of faith, but suddenly discovering new meaning in those actions. Like you're fasting on Good Friday, and maybe before you've always done it just because it's what your family's always done, or just because it's, it's a rule of the church and you want to be obedient. But then you start thinking, I want to focus on Jesus. I want this fast to be united to his cross. I want to suffer for the good of others. Well, there you have piety. Piety is the Holy Spirit whispering into your soul the true meaning behind our acts of faith. And the help of the Holy Spirit to perform those actions with love and with trust for the Father. The next gift of the Holy Spirit that exercises our will, our ability to choose, is fortitude. Now, in the natural sense, fortitude is the virtue of moral courage. So what do you think the gift of the Holy Spirit is? That's right, it's more moral courage. 
But this is the Holy Spirit giving you that courage. How do you get courage from another person? Through trust. Fortitude is actually trusting in God when you have met the limits of your own strength. It means hanging on to what is good even when it seems like all is going to be lost because you trust that God will bring good out of your situation. So you've gone to the limits of your own courage. You've gone to the limits of your own strength and you reach out to God and you say, Dear God, help me. I put my trust in you. That's fortitude. Then finally, we have the gift of fear of the Lord. This is one that people seem not to like very much because they think, well, why would God want us to fear him? A lot of people have changed the name of this one to wonder and awe, but that's really a weak version of this. Instead, let's try to understand this more completely. When St. Thomas Aquinas talks about fear of the Lord, he does what any good teacher should do. He talks about the different kinds of fear and what fear of the Lord is and what fear of the Lord is not. Okay, so let me put this in a nutshell for you. Fear of the Lord is not being afraid of God or being afraid of being punished by God. Fear of the Lord is not saying, God is going to strike me down if I do something wrong. That's not fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is more like the fear experienced by a groom and a bride on their wedding day when they're standing there with butterflies in their stomach and they're thinking, not necessarily, am I doing the right thing or should I be getting married? But they're thinking, I love this person so much, I sure hope I don't goof this up. That's more like fear of the Lord. Another example, when I held my daughter for the first time, the first thought in my head was, I sure hope I can do this. I hope I can be a good father for her and bring her up well and let her know about the love of God. That fear, that fear of failure, that fear of losing the relationship because it's so precious to us, that's fear of the Lord. So fear of the Lord is really the fear of losing our precious relationship with God. It's a fear of the consequences of sin, not because we think God's going to punish us, but it's, it's fear that our sin could make us miss out on an eternity with God. Now, like I said, these seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are actual graces. That means that they help us to perform actions that build our relationship with God. So the Holy Spirit helps us to strengthen our relationship with God through these seven gifts. So the first step in understanding these gifts is to explore how they're working in your life to strengthen your own relationship with God. But then also be aware that sometimes the Holy Spirit will work through some of these gifts in an extra powerful way, not just for our own personal relationship with God, but to help us to serve the kingdom of God. And while all seven of these gifts will be active in your personal faith life, it's possible that you'll notice maybe one or two of them that become especially strong and become oriented outward toward other people. And these stronger gifts are often meant to equip you for your mission. They're, they become charismatic graces as well as actual grace. For example, I've been blessed with a very strong gift of understanding. The Holy Spirit gives me insights into the truths of our faith, and he helps me to make connections between doctrines that really help me to see the big picture of God's plan. Now, this gift definitely helps me in my personal faith, but it also helps me to find ways to explain the faith to others in ways that clarify and hopefully in ways that inspire them. So that's one way that the Holy Spirit empowers my mission. He uses the gift of understanding not just as an actual grace, but as a charismatic grace as well. 
So explore the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Think about how the Holy Spirit works in your heart first to deepen your own relationship with God. Because, you know, most of us just aren't aware of these seven gifts. Even if you have the list of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit memorized, how often do you reflect on how they are active in your life? So that's the first part of this spot check. I want you to be really conscious of them. Next, I want you to think about how you can cooperate with these seven gifts of the Holy Spirit in order to deepen your own relationship with God. So if God has given you these insights through understanding, or he's giving you the ability to see the beauty in his moral law, or he's giving you the wisdom to see things from an, an eternal perspective through the gift of wisdom, how can you use those gifts, those insights, to deepen your intimacy with God? And then once you've done that, then start reflecting on how the Holy Spirit might be working through these gifts in an extra special way and in an external way, a way that helps you to reach out to others and help other people. Now, if you aren't able to identify any gifts of the Holy Spirit that are charismatic graces, ask other people. Sometimes other people see things in us that we don't. And if you still can't identify particular strengths in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit equips all of us uniquely. Not everybody is given gifts of the Holy Spirit that work in a charismatic way. He may be working through you in other ways. And we'll talk about the charismatic graces in the next spot check. So you can identify some of the ways that he's working through you there. But keep praying and be open to the possibility that one or two of these seven gifts of the Holy Spirit will manifest themselves more strongly as you exercise them. And remember that you can find resources to help you in your reflections when you go to myinnerabbey.com and look up the show notes for this spiritual project on discerning your mission. Thank you so much for listening to the My Inner Abbey webcast with your host, Jeff Arrowwood. You can find show notes, videos, and more at myinnerabbey.com. Register to be part of the live My Inner Abbey audience and hear about our upcoming episodes. Or visit From the Abbey on Twitter or Facebook at From the Abbey. Join us again for our next episode as we explore practical strategies for making real spiritual growth and help you restore another room of your inner abbey.